So I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. We mock ourselves. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast that TikTok said was proof that not everyone should have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation, exposing all the hot and toxic takes throughout the week in social media and beyond. Is there a beyond? Uh, I think there's uh, the beyond is just more kinds of social media now. Yes, it, it, it wouldn't. Eventually, there's so much social media that it becomes its own dimension, and you can. We also would have accepted dementia that you went into. The yes, oh, too. very okay. nice. Okay. <laughs> Coming up in the second half, you know, everyone's talking about Lev Bell apologizing uh, to the fans, but it's time for fans to apologize to Lev Bell. What? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Okay. In the second good. half. Good. good in good, the good. second half. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now we've got. Big news to get to, and reason to bring back this song. See the names all seem to change in these other towns, but the main Steelers way is to stick around. Don't need to go around and shop Cause we know just what we got Welcome back This is a product of your journey I'm thinking I'm back And your journey's not over yet The show goes on! The show goes on! This is my home! It's, it wasn't like uh, a, a big a big surprise, mm-hmm. but I just you know wanted reason to use that song again. We didn't yeah, really have nothing wrong with that. Love that song. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of people coming back this year in the off season because well, they brought in so many new guys. Yeah. So all right, found a reason to use the song. Uh, let's. That's right. Because someone is is well. It's not that he's coming back. He's sticking back. He's sticking no, around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the <clears throat> takes. Starting with at Chris Muller, PGH, Chris Muller. Steelers keep spending on defense when it's an offensive league. Keep building for a running game when it's a passing league. Zigging while everyone else zags is a plan to be sure, just not confident it's going to work. What? I thought we'd be so excited that Alex Highsmith signed a contract, but uh, what uh, what are we doing? We just keep spending on defense in, in an offensive league. It, it is weird, because even if you were going to make this criticism of the Steelers spending too much money on defense and making priorities, of defense at the expense of the offense there really aren't too many teams that would make an effort not to sign their what third or fourth year linebacker that made it into double digits and sacks like that's it that's something that every team wants to keep even if i mean again even if you just look at the chiefs that's the one thing they really have prioritized on that defense is pass rushers like they're very upfront about that, and that makes sense because that it seems like if you can't have anything else on your defense, that's the thing you'd want the most. Yeah. 
you know, what's the alternative? What are we going to spend? What what would we spend on offense that we didn't have an already you know have on the roster? I mean, uh, I mean it's this is I mean, I, I, thank you. That just hit me because the entire right because you're so right because isn't this part of the benefit of having the quarterback on the rookie deal that you don't have to make those kinds of compromises? And we know that you know <laughs> line outside linebackers are the engine that fuels our team. I think Tomlin said that. Uh, and the and the alternative is what behind that is Rashid Hamilcar, or right? Or, or or no, and it's drafting another maybe as good as Alex Highsmith next year, but probably not a guy you're going to draft in the third round. Instead, you're going to have to get that guy in the higher round and hope he works out. Instead, you get Highsmith for multiple years at this price. I mean, it's it's hard for me to complain about this today in July. Yeah, or, or any time. But you know, there's some uh you know, some of these fans act like they're they're the ones controlling the purse Always. strings. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's get to the next level of criticism. At David M. Todd said a month ago, I wouldn't pay Highsmith fifteen million a year. Steelers went seventeen million a year. Big overpay in my book. Hope I'm wrong. Oh, pff, ah, you know, I would have drawn the line at fifteen million, but seventeen million is a total ripoff. Yeah, I, I mean that that feels a bit weird. I mean, it's it's I, I I can understand being gun shy after you know if there's one team that understands how it can go badly when you pay an outside line, but it's the Lamar Woodley situation, which is as tragic as it gets, but um, in terms of, you know, paying and what you got out of the guy after you paid. But uh, again, it's hard to feel like they overpaid Highsmith right now. This seems like, about, even if it's a little bit above what you thought it was going to be again, this is what the double-digit sack outside linebacker goes for. It's a, it's similar to the conversation we had about Chooks last year. That is a reasonable expectation. I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, Highsmith is top 10 in salary now, but it's still half of TJ Watt. You know, right. it's not like, you know, because uh, I think Madden's like, oh, we're paying Robin Batman prices. No, we still have Batman up here. And then right. Highsmith is a very, he's a very strong Robin. Yes, exactly. And I, and I think that just it. I think he has to continue to be a very strong Robin. But again, this is to continue using their terminology. This is an ascending player. I mean, it's not, you know, this was Highsmith's first big year, uh, the first year where he had all the responsibilities himself, more or less. So, yeah, so it's not unreasonable to expect Highsmith to actually somewhat improve. Wow. Can you imagine that? You know, uh, TJ Watt with, uh, you know, with franchise setting pace numbers and then someone else continuing to ascend on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone have a chance? I 16 and 0. Put well, my, I mean, well, my I think, yeah, but again, that's also why it's okay to have a Marcus Golden in there being like, okay, so you don't have to play these guys every single snap of the game. Um, but more bad news. Uh-oh. At Pittsburgh Sport, Steelers takeaways. Yeah, I feel like they're going backwards strategically. Run game and heavy reliance on defense is complete opposite of what has worked for most teams. Why aren't we doing what most teams are doing to win, which is... Uh, MVP quarterbacks and something else, and, and one giant receiver that you, one incredibly talented receiver that you end up losing to the Dolphins for a bunch of draft picks. Um, I, I, this, it, I, I mean, I love the idea we're going backwards strategically. I'm like, sir, that's called a retreat. <laughs> but, uh, but the other part of it about this is that that this feeds into what we talk about so much with Tom Lindis, but this is what can win today. 
This is how this team can win today. There's nothing they could have bought in the offseason that would have made this team, uh, that would given you the reasonable expectation for them to come into this next season as the Chiefs. As I don't know, uh, the Dolphins, I'm, I'm not trying. Like, what were they going to do? They buy the biggest receiver out there. That wasn't how this free agent class was looking like it's. And they have young receivers to see develop. It seems like they tried to improve the parts that they could improve with an eye towards. Let's protect our young offense and win and go to win. Now they're right. playing to win now, the you next know, game. Yes. The mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Not the Baltimore Ravens, as of this morning, are a playoff team. Right now, we were a Was playoff team. Was that May? I forget what he said. He said it at some hilarious time where nothing has changed. Now like, he's doubled down and says, oh, we're a top five roster. That's lo- so, so that's a man, again, if you want to be like, how can you troll? That's how you do it. Because you can either go very against the Steelers or very pro the Steelers. And you're going to be able to get a lot of heat either way. I'm worried about all the pro. You know, the bandwagon is getting heavy. We're trying to forge but the Colorado changed. River. But nothing's changed. There's nothing. The, the wagon hasn't moved. The wagon is still in the shed or wherever the you put the wagon. The standard is the standard. Yeah. Standard okay. That sounds wise. A wise man once said that. Let, while we're while we're talking, hi, Smith, let's stay on defense. We don't usually lead defense. Mm-hmm. Let's go to at Trib Sports, Tribune Review Sports. If Leal can get snaps on both inside and outside, it might provide him a chance to play a starter's share of snaps without being a starter. Um, it, you know, it turns out Leal played 43 snaps at in the defensive tackle position, mm-hmm. 55 at defensive end, 69 at outside linebacker. So maybe mm-hmm. that is, you know, maybe your number three mm-hmm. linebacker. Number four. Or number four. And even yeah. six at inside linebacker. So is he, you know, is he the jack of all trades or is are we going to determine this year what one of those actually is? Well, first, I like that he played all these snaps. The only picture we can use in this tweet is the one from a preseason game he played in. But okay, <laughs> uh, Dumb, but no, I think that, that, I mean, if there's one thing we found the Steelers do start to like, have started to like this positionless football, meaning like a guy you can put in a bunch of different places. Uh, and Leal certainly seems to be as qualified for that as anyone, as much as uh, Keanu Neal, as much as um, some of the others. So yeah, so I mean, it's seems like you could move him around at a bunch of different places. I would like to find out, hey, what's this guy best at? Seems like we can determine that somewhere along the way. But, you know, for a team that is for a team that has a bunch of guys that really haven't played together all that much, particularly early in the season, having a talented, young, energetic person that can jump into a bunch of different places, fit a bunch of different holes could be a true boon. Is the Highsmith contract any indication at all that Leal, we don't know what the heck we need. We need two guys there locked up on the ends because we don't know what we have after that. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't think Leal necessarily probably figured too much into their reasoning. It's, hey, we really like what Alex is doing. But I, I, I think, you know, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that even they're not 100% sure what they're going to do with Leal yet. And I don't think that's maybe necessarily the worst thing. We shall see. Time will tell uh, is all things. Which, <laughs> with all things. In the future, where we live. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. One more thing on defense. <clears throat> At J.J. Watt. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, the the some the photo the workout session on the golf course. We've got okay. T.J. and J.J. What's going on here? They went from the first brothers on the box of Wheaties to the first brothers 
on the cover of uh, Playgirl? I, 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 I didn't know you could just do this on a golf course. Like, I guess if you're rich, you can just start, you know, uh, shadow boxing your brother in shorts <laughs> on someone's golf course at... Um, I mean, you know, these are these. It certainly looks like they had a spirited workout. Uh, in a weird way, this almost feels like one of those like private things that maybe you, the fan, aren't necessarily supposed to see all that much. Like this is just, like this is a family event. It's like watching someone eat dinner. Hey, let's uh, want to go work out on the the golf course. I see that uh, you know there's a gap in play. Let's go. <laughs> right. yeah. Want to go grab a workout on the green? <laughs> Uh, with the hey, we got a photographer with us. Why don't we go out and yeah, I mean, post it's, this? <laughs> I don't have to work on my short game anymore. Why don't I grab your leg? I don't know what to think about this. this I, I is... mean, it, it, this could also be something, and it most likely <laughs> is that they started in that like the remember that compound they have in Wisconsin. Like maybe the, the, the you know maybe this is something that comes out of that. It's this just is compound behavior. Weather. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, but, uh, if, if people were uh, people thought that Juju was weird for dances on the fifty, um... <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's yeah, the family wrestling on the uh, par five. Okay, um, enough, because we got to get to some real news, because... Uh -oh. oh my god! They groomed. Kenny, you bastard! The grooming of Kenny continues. Uh, we've got a real projection here from at Red Zone Insider, James Layton. Poll, okay. how many yards will Kenny Pickett throw for this season? 2,800 to 3,100, 30%. 3,200 to 3,950% over 4,000, only 16.7%. Is this an accurate, uh, is this an honest prediction? Well, I mean, it's, it's as you know, I'm always surprised when uh, a, a prediction is optimistic. That always feels like something, uh, a pleasant surprise. And this certainly seems to err on the side of that. It it also seems like the kind of thing, I mean, I'm not the guy uh, making surveys, but it seems like you kind of gave everyone sort of an easy out by having the 3,200 to 3,900 option there. Like, as long as you think Kenny's going to get better, but you maybe don't think he's going to be an all-pro, that allows you, whether you're a Steelers fan or just someone, uh, fan, or just someone that watches football, you could kind of duck in there pretty easy it's my quarterback well you see i voted for 2800 to 3100 i see that yeah but i don't even know if you know if it goes if, if, if it goes under that mm -hmm. i'm not going to be outraged or anything well i mean it's obviously going to come down to the record but yeah, yeah. but it's yeah but they could very well be in the 2800 to 3100 even the 26 2500 to 3100 range if and still have a winning season depending on if the running game goes to where we hope and how it's going to go We've had all, everyone's trying to gauge what Kenny's success is going to be. Let's go right to the man okay. uh, at Kyle Beagle. Kyle Beagle, he's not mm. the man. No, I'm talking. No. <laughs> he's a good guy. Oh, is he? Oh, we is know he? Kyle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kevin Colbert huh. says Steelers will have a successful season if Kenny Pickett quote picks up where he left off. Uh, what does that mean? Because uh, you know some of those games were three quarters of crickets, right? And I, 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 I think, so. <laughs> but uh, it's it's the fourth quarter of that. I imagine that Kevin's talking about. But by that same token, it's three quarters of crickets, but it's not three quarters of not crickets because uh, you lost the game there too. Yeah, I imagine yeah. that's also part of it that the, those crickets were uh, 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 not you know cricketing for an interception. I forget what the noise you call when a cricket makes, but regardless, chirps is it chirp? Yeah, it's chirp. 
chirp. chirp. It's chirp. See, I learned. I've learned a lot. Cal Beagle's a good guy. Cricket's chirp. You're I've learned exactly a lot just right. on this tweet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. And if the, if anything is a good premonition, if we're looking for a sign. Um. Ooh. Where is it? Wow. We'll go to at D Love Sports. D Sports and Coffee. Wow. Kenny Pickett with his second home run of the night. We've got the Cam Softball okay. Classic. Uh-huh. And boom. Okay. MVP. Kenny hits dingers. All upper body, too. I see that. Yeah, Woo. not a lot of stepping forward. I mean, it's... it's Confident trot. He's been working out. He, he has. It's it's not Sidney Crosby hitting one over to Clemente Wall from the left side, but it's quite impressive here doing it. Yeah, this is Washington Wild Things, uh, you know, field or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, you know, what do you say? Is that is that a good premonition? Well, I mean, it's it's... It's zero what, zero energy. Or? Well, I th- no, I think it's one of those things that it's fun to talk about this and not the opposite. Because if it was the opposite, someone would have gotten very bent out of shape. Kenny struck out three times and grounded to short at the softball game. Oh my god, his hands got smaller in the offseason. I would have benched immediately. Benched right, him. exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that's at what, least in the preseason. That would have been half our episode. Like we might not even made it to Lev Bell if something had gone bad at the softball game. For the record, Muth won the home run derby. Okay, so you know, was Muth a tallest man there hitting maybe not compared to cam but he couldn't be too far from like it just terms of sheer size of height of man mooth might have been up there yeah so um you are exactly right okay <laughs> thank you coach more important news uh-oh play the hits 24 7 on canada fm Starting with at Blitzburg, Blitzburg. Steelers offense have the playmakers this year to make some noise. Let's see if Matt Canada can deliver. Uh, once again, it's execution over coaching. You know, is this Matt Canada's fault if this isn't a playoff team? Well, first, I wanted to say this in a weird way. This is like the most optimistic Matt Canada tweet. Like this is, you know, like, let's see if he can deliver. Like, that's not an open condemnation. It's not an absolute insult. This is the most positive thing at, uh, that I would imagine we see some of these accounts in some time. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's where, it, it feels like this is something we've we've talked about before, exactly where that line is between, like, how much coaching can influence it versus how much the players can do. And, um, I, I Canada, but as we said on their hot seat day, Canada's going to be the one to take the fall if they don't execute. It uh, yeah. like that whatever the whatever the relationship between those two may be, he is the one with the most to lose as we speak right now. The one closest to the edge. Let's go to the drama of the week. Oh boy! Oh boy! At a carf Anya eighteen a carf eighteen. This is such a direct shot at Matt Canada. <laughs> Deontay Johnson tweeted a fire emoji, fire emoji to a tweet that Andy Reid lets his players draw up plays. <laughs> um, I mean, how much, you know, I can't believe they're doing 
Ben like drawings in Kansas City, and Andy Reid's like, "Yeah, just go ahead and have fun." Well, I mean, I I, I I I agree with you on that. I do think he probably says, "Hey, Pat, if you see something you like out there, what do you like, Pat? Let's do yeah. it." I mean, follow your instincts, Pat. Two-time Super Bowl champion, MVP, etc. I mean, I, I, it's very, very, very hard for me to believe that this is the shot at Canada from Deontay. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it because I, I think this is part, and this is something I don't know if we've talked about this so much, but like, I think there's a feeling that a lot of us when we see someone else engage with social media, we think they engage with it the exact same way we would. So like, whereas a regular person might think like, ah, I'm going to shot at my boss. Deontay might think like, oh, that's cool. Fire emoji, fire emoji, huh? And then goes on with the rest of his day, like a human being. You make a great point. I love how, um, I love how, you know, it's kind of like an inside joke among the players you know, oh, you know, DJ doesn't get in the end zone and Canada calls crappy plays. Like they even, when Kenny did a, a podcast with Cam mm-hmm. uh, at the softball game and they were even brought it up and we have some of that sound right here. Last year, Deontay had zero touchdowns. How do you change that? We're going to get in the ball. He's going to do his thing. What? I think it was kind of, you know, we had some bad luck. I mean, he was out of the end zone like... Yeah, one foot in and like, like two times. Like it's just kind of it was like one of those things. So I'm excited for what? him to have a big year. He's gonna have a bounce back year, and uh, I know he's putting a lot of work in. What? Well, the word on the street is Matt Canada is not gonna open up the playbook. So how do you feel about that? So it's, it's like they, they're joking about you know yes. well, you know Canada. It's like it, it makes it more obvious to me as the fan. Like eh, we're kind of barking up the wrong tree maybe with all this you know anti Canada anti this anti that. Well, I'll go one step further. I think this this doesn't this definitively put to bed the whole Chris Boswell uh, not because of you comments yeah, uh, yeah. to Canada after that one game. I mean, this is this is Cam doing almost the exact same joke. Yeah, it's a callback to not because mm. of you. I think you're right. Um, <laughs> See, that, yeah, no, that's the thing. Now I'm assuming that people are acting the same way I would, like we were talking about the social media. But I but I do think the idea of it being an ongoing joke throughout the locker room that it's all Canada's fault is something I think a lot of them are attuned to. You're exactly right. And Coach, too. I want to hear Coach make the joke. Let's have the... Uh... <laughs> He did say something, um, you know, Ben's it, Ben's last year, he coach did say something like, yeah, even the coordinators have some rookie, it was like some rookie pains or something. I and believe he, it, yeah. And, okay, let's go to, speaking of DJ, uh-uh. at Scarpizio Scarps. Deontay Johnson needs 19 catches to move into fifth place for Steelers all-time receptions. 397 yards gets him into the top 10, five touchdowns, and he's only the 13th player in team history with 25 receiving scores. Reminder, he's not just some dude. You know, DJ, um, you know, has a Pro Bowl on his resume, you know, just because he didn't get to the end zone, uh, which is... I mean, is it a, it's like Kenny said, it's just a matter of kind of circumstance. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, anything else. And the people who say, oh, but DJ t- runs backwards. And I think I've proven that to be wrong. Google that. Well, I mean, fifth place for all time receptions. That would mean without having the list in front of me and please don't look it up. That would mean he would have had to have beat out somebody good. I mean, somebody that we've heard of, some very good receiver, I mean, with this team's uh, history. So that makes a lot of sense. And it's, you know, he's still, what, through the 
first half part of his career. I mean, this is what, fourth or fifth year of Deontay at this point. So, yeah, I mean, he's a receiver you'd rather have on your team than not. And, uh, it's it's hopefully they can get the, the most out of him here. But, uh, but, yeah, the idea that he's in isolation, the problem with this team feels wrong. Exactly. Um, one more thing on Canada. At Thompson Photo 12, Ed Thompson. Why does Canada still have a job? Well, it's a combination of not being that good of a team and then poor execution. It has absolutely nothing to do with offensive coordinator. I'm at practice every day and we and have to say that the OC is the least of their concern. How what's on a scale of one to ten, what's how true is this? Is it uh Absolutely nothing to do with the uh, offensive coordinator. I, I, I mean, what I would say on the scale of what to tell how true is this? How true is Ed being at practice every day? Who is this guy? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think do he's I know a, Ed? He's I, a good guy. He is, is he okay. He's he's a, he's a, he knows all these know. people I don't. This yeah. one I don't know. Is he a trip photographer? Is he a trip photographer? Oh, okay, then sure. It um I mean then he certainly sees a lot more practice than me. You know, and I withdraw the comment as much as you can on an unpaid podcast. But um but no, I I I this kind of thing has snuck out in a few places. I mean, we talked about it last year. I think uh, Josh Taylor, whose uh, commentary I enjoy, went on someone's podcast. Maybe it was Christopher Carter's. It all starts to blur together because I listen to too many of these things at this point, including the one I'm on. And just the idea that, you know, uh, 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 it's very easy to blame Canada, but there are a lot of guys out there missing assignments. There are a lot of guys with not, you know, that are making mistakes, that don't have enough talent. And that's where I come back to that conundrum that we mentioned a few minutes ago about, like, that all may be true, and these guys may need to get better, and it's certainly on them as the players, but man, you got to coach them up, too. So you're saying it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I, I think it, I mean, it has to be a connection to both of them. But again, what I do stand by is that if they do stumble here, if this doesn't go as well as I hope, then Canada's going to take the blame long before any of the rest of them do. Yeah, yep, yep, that is for certain. All right, coming up in the second half... Uh, we promised Lev Bell Apology Tour and why fans owe Lev an apology. Um, we'll also talk maybe fantasy. Well, we can either talk Madden, which I don't want to, or fantasy Steeler Sprint lineups. Oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> anything's got to be better than Madden. We'll see you in the second half. Please pay attention to these sponsors or lack thereof. No, it's it's one of those things. It's like play it again, Sam. But uh, I think it's there here. I think was the yeah. Line. Or to... get ready to meet my little friend. Uh, wasn't exactly... I think that's Poltergeist three. <laughs> yes. Well, it's the <clears throat> second half of what Jin's talking about. We promised Lev Bell talk, but first I want to quickly touch on some Tomlin hate. Oh. First up, at Mark Madden X, Mark Madden. The Steelers will never again accomplish anything significant with Tomlin as coach. I know that because they've accomplished zero significant over the last 12 years. The notion that Tomlin will get a contract extension soon when he's got two years left on his current deal is beyond crazy. Um, 
any no significant accomplishment over the last 12 years well i mean i i and for this to work i assume you have to define significant accomplishment down to simply a championship uh, when was the last trip to the uh title game it's the um the one where we're throwing to kobe hamilton right because uh bell was uh hurt early in the patriots game so was that was that 13 uh i want to say 13 yeah it was either 13 14 or 15 somewhere in there yeah Mm-hmm. So it's been ten years. It's been yes. It's been mm-hmm. around then. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, how about here's one thing that Tomlin has accomplished mm-hmm. at FanDuel. FanDuel. It's been a dominant decade for the Chiefs, Patriots, and Steelers in the past ten years. Steelers have third most wins in the in this past decade, which is our which Madden would say is our uh, zero accomplishment era. So we're a hundred and sixty and two. Uh, only the Patriots and the Chiefs have more wins in the last decade. And it is fascinating that the Steelers, you know, the, the, the other team in their division is so close to them. I mean, it's it's the Bills have really come on recently in the last so many years. But uh, it is a lot easier to get to that 117 when a lot of your division has been traditionally bad. Yeah, I surprisingly, yeah, there I I didn't realize how the Raiders are under 500, the Chargers are under 500. So yeah, the mm-hmm. Chiefs have had it a little bit uh easy streak. You know, the Broncos course. have fielded some teams, but this is by no means like the best decade of Broncos football either. And we've got Steelers and Ravens head to head, and uh, what you don't see on there are the Bengals creeping up, right? Who's well. become a team in the last so many yeah. years? Obviously, they were bad for a lot of that decade, and the Browns are something else. But yeah, it's uh no, but it, it shows just how competitive and tough it is in that division. Boy, without the Ravens or without the Steelers, either one of those teams is probably a little higher on this list. All right, and we know that Steelers are projected to have eight and a half wins. Uh, 9.13 wins, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, but here we've got at Bet Pennsylvania, betpennsylvania.com. The Steelers have only a 43.5 chance percent chance to make the playoffs here in in July. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that's less than a half. That's- right, and that's a stat from our friends tracking the odds at Ball Blastum. <laughs> Which is which is something I guess we can mention on say on this podcast. I hope um, that's that. I'm glad that that's who Bet Pennsylvania uses. But I mean, it's it does seem to be that the betters have. I mean, the the handicappers have finally caught on to the idea that like the Steelers play close games and it's going to come down to the end. And in these seasons, it's going to come down to the end. I mean it. It is, you know, I mean, again, obviously you're trying to get as many bets as possible. That's the point of the handicapper. But it's it, it's weird for me to think that, like, okay, this is almost exactly what just happened this season. Like, it came yeah. down to the very end. Like, this is – so they're just basically telling you the exact same thing is going to happen again. You're right. That's exactly what happened. We were – we had – we were 9-8. and eight right. And had, it did not make the playoffs. All right. So. And it's, and you could say it's a very similar argument for Roethlisberger's last year just because I'm sure the odds going into that game where the Jaguars beat the Bills were a lot lower than 43% of them making the playoffs. So, I mean, they're just going off of saying the last two years are going to occur a third time, which feels strange. That feels – like a bet I wouldn't want to make. <laughs> so yeah, the last two years it's come down to week eighteen. If it came and it's and it's been one and one, you would say as far as making the playoffs, and we think it'll come down to week eighteen again, right? In Baltimore, yeah. And it's and I would just say on top of that, one year they did make the playoffs, one year they didn't. Okay, but the odds of them making the playoffs the year they didn't weren't great. Like I would assume they were at forty three percent or lower going into that. 
All right, we'll find out in January. All all these things will be answered. <laughs> right, exactly. It's I guess when they actually play control. the games. <laughs> that's why we play the games. There you so go. we can we so we can talk about it on talk our podcast. Talk about it later and project into the all future. All right. It was the apology heard round Snapchat. Oh god. <laughs> at Le'Veon Bell. It's all love. Uh, black heart emoji, gold heart emoji, no, okay. bumblebee emoji. Oh. Uh, let's hear the apology. It's f- Fans have been waiting for... I don't think they have. No? I don't think they've been waiting. <laughs> uh, well, let's hear it. I never apologize to the fans for really sitting out. Or leaving the Steelers. I never apologize. What? So I'm going to say I apologize for leaving, leaving the best damn fans there is in this damn world. What? I shouldn't have left. I apologize. What? I should never have left. I apologize. That's my fault. That's on me. What is this? A sin- what do you feel about this? Is this a sincere apology? Is this a necessary apology? I think it's as sincere as Bell can get. I don't think this is a real deep thinker that spends a lot of time uh, uh, analyzing his feelings. I think th- I think what he feels and what he's thinking in the moment is sincere to him. So I believe I believe he meant it. I don't believe he's lying. I don't believe he's I don't believe this apology ended with him pushing some kind of crypto site or something to uh, bet blackjack. So. Well, no, he did say I need your support in my future endeavors. Did he seriously? Uh yeah, yeah. so Okay. Um... <laughs> so may- perhaps I'm wrong again. It's, it's it's that was I didn't I did not listen to the apology. Does he seriously say that? He does say, you know, yeah, he wants he, really he wants Steeler Nation to support him, and and which is you know Jeez. which is why I could see you know why why he's not calling out Jets fans to support him because right. Steeler Nation is you know it has the power to maybe push the needle if we all downloaded uh, a single or and something. And he got you know? a ring with the Chiefs or with the Bucks. He has a ring with somebody, right? Or he didn't dress for the Bucks in that Super Bowl, or he didn't dress for the Chiefs. He bounced around more than people th- remember after the Steelers. I know he Jets played I know he played for both. I didn't I yeah. can't remember if he got a ring. I but. don't remember either, but okay. It, um but anyway, yes, yeah, so he's so it's 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 so this is an apology that like the best apologies ends with like and subscribe. Well, I do appreciate that, you know, there is a a, a, a uh, some regret because I think you know a lot of Steeler fans were like ah don't do this stay with Pittsburgh we all know it's going to be better but you know there are other things at play you know he did he you know he still is the I would say statistically the third best running back in franchise history oh when they had him I mean it was it was amazing I mean it's it's he was when he was on the field and not uh, you know high and doing McKnight Road at well over 100 miles <laughs> well, so an hour so you can hour. understand why he was trying to reset the market because uh you know it was kind of a generational talent it, I think it proved to be in hindsight the best thing for the Steelers because we weren't. What, what did we have? Contending teams in the, in those years since? No, but it's but uh, that first year with James Conner. I mean, all of Conner's injuries that that really did hurt. I wonder yeah, if yeah. Uh, Bell uh, and I loved Conner, but I also wonder if the Duck and Mason team with Bell maybe does sneak into the playoffs. I think. But we are we like making noise in the playoffs. I well, mean, I mean, it's it's the problem with Bell is he was so unreliable. 
I mean, not just as a human being, but I mean, he's also was injured in that Patriots game. I'm not saying they win that game if they had him, but I mean, it's the other part of it is if Bell wanted to be paid as a generational talent, which in a lot of ways he was, that wasn't isn't the point of someone like that, that they're able to elevate a team that's just OK. I mean, if they had paid him the money, even that they had on the table, you would like to think that, geez, can this guy win a game? I mean, that's what you're paying him to do is to win you a game that maybe you shouldn't win. Right? Could could he? I mean, I'm trying to think now. Now like, I'm trying could, to remember too. Like, could what, he like, rip well, open a game? Okay, here's what. Here's what. What was the first game without him? I want to say, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I remember watching it with you. The uh, what's the one with Connor where they blowed a big lead to the Browns and it ends up as the the tie with Bell? I think they win that game. And I'm not blaming it on James Conner. I'm not doing that at all. But I think with Bell, maybe they win that one. And that I, was a half game out of the playoffs, right? Or I forget what the story was. Maybe I think, something I think like the that. seventh seed, I think, that season. Okay. But I think that's – but the idea is if you have someone like Bell, who is, if not the best running back in the league, then right in that conversation is the kind of person that, with his multitude of talents, should have at least won you a game. You can make an argument he won the Chiefs game, although I think Boswell uh, uh, and even Sean Davis, of all people, who made a big play, were part of that as well um my i my thing is okay i'm cool if lev made his apology to fans but in turn fans owe an apology to lev because so many of the tweets back then were uh greedy and dope smoker and uh ungrateful and you know this typical Steeler fandom wait why why should the fans apologize for calling him a dope smoker he was well, yeah, but like it's just like name calling. I don't know, like you know, like uh, he drove a hundred miles an hour high on McKnight Road. <laughs> like I don't understand. Why am I apologizing to a guy that was doing something illegal that we needed him to be in his best shape, and he wasn't? He showed up late for the Jaguars game because he was high. All right, well, you can keep your tweets about him, I guess. <laughs> Why would someone apologize for calling him a dope smoker? The whole thing, I thought the whole thing of uh, kind of where we stand is like, uh, you know, you are who you tweet as you are. And, you know, why am I, you know, calling names out to players? Uh, and, you know, we know how that affects uh, players today from Terry to uh, to Kevin Dodson. Did the tweets make him show up late to the Jaguars game in the playoffs? I mean, is that is that relevant to? Uh... I, I mean, I just don't understand why I'm apologizing. To, I mean, I I don't mean to be that you should be rude to a guy online, but th- there's a difference between don't be rude and actively apologize to someone for the rude behavior. Okay, I mean, it's if if you feel that I mean, if somebody crossed the line, uh, they should certainly apologize for that. But geez, I being mad at an athlete for smoking weed uh i don't know i guess that but i think that just it i mean i'm uh, again i'm doing the same thing i talked about earlier i'm thinking about how i would react to how i would deal with it versus how someone else would do it then that's that's on me it's not for the people that are there pouring abuse on them that's wrong that's obviously wrong the does bell have a point at fanta skippy jeffrey benedict DJ only has 28 more catches than Lev Bell in two fewer games. Maybe Bell did deserve wide out two money. He definitely deserved to be paid the uh, what the absolute most of what running backs were being paid then. I don't remember what that contract the Steelers offered him was. But I remember hearing it was good, but it was not as good as what he wanted, and it was not as good as what the Jets uh, uh, offered him. That's what I remember. Uh, right. Well, I think the band is trying to get on the field. Enough caucus. Where is... 
right? Some odds and ends. Starting with... <laughs> at Superstars Comp. <laughs> Superstars Competition. Here's the running relay event of the 1976 Super Teams Final between Pittsburgh Steelers and World Series champion Cincinnati Reds. We've got Elsie Greenwood... Jack, where's the video? Wow. On the big board. Come on. No, there, no. here we go. Wow. We've got Elsie Greenwood, Jack Ham, Franco Harris, Rocky Blyer, Lynn Swan, Mel Blunt. I guess they're doing a, a 100. I can't tell if this is a six by 100, but if you're wow. if you're just listening and not watching. Um, and Joe Morgan looks absolutely stacked, by the way. Like, Joe Morgan looks in incredible shape. Well, Steelers whooped up on these Reds. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, well, here comes Jack Ham on, on the second leg. Wait till Franco catches it here on the third leg. And Franco has some uh, quietly deceptive speed for a Whoa. huge man. This is a, that's a big boy, too. Wow. He, he's leaving behind who I'm sure is a fine uh, 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 athlete, this uh, guy for the Reds. He's just powered past him. Jeez. So that video has been going viral. Can you imagine trying to do this today and how hard it would be to oh, organize all this? Um, well, you know, someone asked, uh, where is it? Someone asked at Ike Swaggin' You, Ike Taylor, uh, which five from 2008 Steelers would you put in your race? And Ike <laughs> said, me, Willie Parker, Santonio Holmes, Troy Polamalu, and the dump truck, <laughs> Najee Davenport. <laughs> I would love to see uh, that kind of uh, relay race. I mean, oh, it'd be fantastic. It's um, And it would also be, it's one of those, like like when you're watching the cartoon episode and, you know, as a kid and you like, you, you know, the good guys and the bad guys team up together. Because I've heard always heard these arguments about like which of these players was fastest. Was it Ike? Was it Willie? And I laughed at Davenport, but man, they had him returning kicks. I mean, they knew he wasn't going to fumble the ball. They knew he was going to run right ahead. Maybe he breaks a tackle. You didn't want to put uh, Holmes out there all the time unless it was the playoffs. You couldn't put Parker returning kicks and Hike's hands. Uh, no. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, this makes a lot of sense. I, w I, wanna, I would put the team up of, uh, this is go. in 2008, but what about Darius Hayward Bay, Ryan Chazier, A.B., Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates. Wow. Do you think that do you think that could compete? I don't know. Would it, I don't I, I don't well, know. Well, I think I think it would compete in terms of sheer speed with this team absolutely. I mean, it's it's Hayward Bay never lost a step. Uh, uh, uh Wheaton and Coates were as fast as it gets. Um yeah, I think that would absolutely be a squad and and again, I mean, I hate to say this, but like if it comes down to the last one, it's Sammy Coates and Najee Davenport. That that's Sammy Coates. Sam, <laughs> Sammy's running off with that. Like could I take a, a team of like those that could have been, would have been, with like Dree Archer, Brian Rainey, Chris Rainey, Chris Rainey? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who who went on to be like uh, uh, like the all time touchdown kickoff return in the CFL guy? I think yeah. I remember hearing or something like that. That and was shorter than me. That's the one thing I always remember about Rainey. Right, Put Golson in there. <laughs> wow. Well, I think. That's what we've been talking about. I think so. Uh, keep the conversation going on social media, maybe. I am on there, not really, but... <laughs> 
I mean, have you done more with threads yet? I haven't this week. I feel bad. Um, I don't, I don't thread. I don't okay. tweet. I don't thread. I mean, I, uh, I'm on threads, but I've been. You can't search by topic, which is the the biggest uh, negative for threads. I keep hearing they're going to change that, but they haven't yet, as we sit here. Yeah, because so. like if you can't search Steeler, you know, if you search Steelers, you get the Steelers account. So, <laughs> I, you know, I kind of look that way through threads, but it's not, it's not, you know. It's not good yet. TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I'm at Kyle Christ. Greg, what about yourself? Oh, God. Um, I'm uh, trying to stick to Instagram for now. Um, You might see me uh, elsewhere if I mess up. But at Greg Benevent, uh, B as in Bravo, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Or you can watch me uh, every Saturday night. That's right. Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. I've actually got to... Uh, August 12th if you're if, is there anyone listening in the LA area I don't know but I need uh, August 12th is a Saturday mm-hmm. that um, I need you to come out to I guess oh hey great I'll be there until next week keep listening to your coach be the best selves that's gonna be required stay in school <laughs>